0: You can do anything with an app. Order groceries, see faraway friends. And with Thumbtack, you can even fix up your house. Thumbtack's the app that finds local pros for you. It shows you prices, reviews, and when they're available. In a few taps, you can find a great plumber, cleaner, painter, pretty much anyone. So fix that broken sink. Get that accent wall. Handle your home projects the same way you do everything else, with an app. Download Thumbtack today.
2: name is Dave Hanraddy and there will be no encore.
3: You're not Dave Hanrady. No.
2: Oh, I thought we were going to do like a Billy Murphy there that you were going to go, I'm Dave Hanraddy, <laughs> I'm Dave Hanratty. And just really, really you know, confuse everyone. in a way,
3: aren't we all Dave Hanrady? No, we're not. No, There's we're a not. There's only one, but he's not here. He's um, not here. In his stead is Claire Beck.
2: Hello. Who um,
3: we're delighted by. Oh
2: Ooh. my God, such Welcome a massive back. round of applause. Yes. Thanks, oh. guys. We yeah. yeah, we can add. It's stuff been a while. It's, it's been a while. It's isn't been it? a while. It's
3: yeah. been a little bit. Yeah. How have you
2: been what good? You to? We've
3: been here pretty much yeah, talking about music, talking
2: about music, and doing a couple of live shows since I saw you last. Yeah, it that, yeah. that
3: long? It probably it's, is. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. It's a good we've, few months now. Yeah,
3: we've been on tour. Yeah, to yeah all the much. regional places like Cork. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Galway. <laughs> yeah, going to Galway. Planning more, and
1: of course, since you joined, the head stuff. Uh, family
2: yeah I'm in the family now There I am Synergy. up on the wall okay. So exciting um, Yes I have a twice monthly bi- Bi-monthly Yes Let's say bi-monthly yeah. podcast On the wonderful Head Stuff network Called Fear Fun Where I get people into a room And ask them the question What is your biggest fear? Now, as the podcast evolves, it's turning out that's kind of like a flimsy premise because I just get people I think are interesting on yeah. and we chat and then we go, oh, by the way, let's talk about scary stuff. Sure. Uh,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need a hook, don't you? We like, don't have one. <laughs> it's a bit like my favourite city all over again, isn't it? <laughs> For those who yeah. are unaware, there, there used to be a thing in Hot Press, which is my favourite city but the problem was not everybody would be informed what they were being interviewed about in fact most would so they wouldn't. would think they were there just to like to plug it. their new album sure. or something so you'd do like on a 20 minute interview you'd have 19 minutes of them just getting their shit in and then <laughs> just before you hang up you go so I mean obviously you're on tour right now what's yeah. your favourite singer <laughs> oh <movie>? <laughs> and that one paragraph gets used deep in the magazine and
3: you might have had like 10 minutes notice as well that they weren't aware or suddenly uh, actually a good few times you'd be on the phone and go oh no this is they think this is a real interview and they just kind
2: of they were like well i've just been like i had such a journey like writing this record and you're like oh tits i can't just you know oh yeah cut across to be like have you ever been to bonn what do you make of (laughs) bonn i mean like it just it doesn't really work that way i suppose and and we
1: will come back to those sort of interviews later in this show (laughs) i promise (laughs) uh first off though I mean the week that's been in it we have to talk about Kanye again don't we will we play the jingle scoopity
0: boopity poop <laughs> boopity
2: scoopity scoopity poop oh my god like dudes like I think like oh it's just it's just the lift yourself it's just the best thing I've heard all year like it's just I laughed my ass off because it was just a sample I know I'm probably jumping ahead we're going to talk about this later but just a little sample you're like okay it's like it's just not really doing anything it's not even going anywhere now I'll give it a couple of minutes and all of a sudden you oh, like I was I was howling yeah, yeah howling and it made my day it was so a joyous moment
3: kind of in day. a week that has kind of been void of a lot of those brim, kind brim, of moments brim. as much as he's trying to unite the people um, will we play the music and let's get properly <laughs> into <interviews. laughs>
0: this do scoop scoop whoop whoop scoop poop poop scoop whoop
3: yeah, so it's been the world on Kanye. <laughs> scoopity
2: <laughs> scoopity poop, poopity poopity scoop. I'm sorry, like
3: I love us. Yeah, so you know when T- Kanye came back to Twitter fairly recently, everyone was so excited, and he was in a good place, and he was you know sharing his enthusiasm with the world. And it's really kind of turned sour of late. Yep. Uh, th- stuff is happening so quickly that I don't know if we can really do updates. We'll just have a run through of a cliff notes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, the latest we know of at the moment is Kanye's been defending his um, slavery comments. Uh, So, he's had to clarify some of the controversial comments he made about slavery. Um, When he turned up at TMZ, of all places, recently, um, he was talking about kind of, you know, black emancipation and civil rights struggles, and he said, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Uh, Right now, we're choosing to be enslaved. Um, So, he's kind of, yeah... (laughs) The comments garnered an angry response from um, one member of staff in particular who said that he was speaking with an absence of thought. Made the video amazing
1: as well because it looked like a really kind of like, really just low-end office argument. Yeah, it was like Obvious a kind of it really like, it was like
3: the real world when it started. Yeah. It was just this kind of bizarre reality show thing. I suppose Kanye's used to that at this point, but he's just like shouting across the office at different people and being like, are you all listening to me? Yeah, um... So he's taken to Twitter, once again, to provide a bit of an explanation, noting that he is aware that slaves were not shackled and put on a boat by free will. Um, And, I mean, this has obviously been the most kind of outrageous thing and the one that's causing the most consternation, but it's it's kind of following a, a trend where heart is in the right place I love Kanye and he's trying to make points about free will and lifting people up and I don't know thought you being and-
2: a bit kind there Craig I
3: his am. heart's I in he's the right you. place
2: come on well, I this think- not, like, he's, he is a hungry thirsty like <laughs> please give me attention yeah. and also like God love him like he gets a bit thick sometimes like he just says things without thinking do you
1: know what right now he's stri- a lot of what he's coming out with it strikes me Like, he sounds like a bloke who's watched a few TED Talks
2: Oh my goodness, yes you know,
1: it's kind of revolutionised his way of thinking While actually teaching him nothing (laughs) So he's kind of just been like Dude, if you tune into a different frequency And you're like, what do you mean by that? What do you actually mean by that? And he's got nothing
2: Yeah
3: It is that thing where it's kind of, yeah, all well and good If, okay, maybe it's a cynical thing He's promoting the album He has started coming on this stuff When he's got a lot of releases apparently coming up Um, So maybe it is slightly calculated, even if he's not really thinking about what he's saying. But yeah, when it reaches a point there where, I mean, a lot of, you know, the black community in America are saying, actually, these comments are, you know, kind of putting targets on our backs. It's making it worse. And you see the likes of the Trump family endorsing this and right. all right, And 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 just horrible, yeah, dreadful, dreadful stuff off the back of this. And I don't think Kanye intended for any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, a lot of. Extreme naivety yeah. at the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: and I think as well there's a kind of a thing with Kanye, like what I have in my head, like obviously I don't know him as a person or whatever. Um I know you're busy mates and him yeah, in actual ahead, like, IRL. IRL Craig. Yeah, but, um, but it's just that kind of thing of like you could like when he's going when he's going mental and saying all these stupid things, you can kind of imagine like his like his PR team are in the back and going, Yes, he's gone off one again, this is gonna be brilliant, quick blah 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 and then they kinda of have to say to him, All right, you, you actually went too far now, will you sit down and type this Does out on your Twitter, type, team, up, type that no, out on no, your Twitter and make it look like an apology. But then, you know, do you know? maybe you haven't said anything to Trump in a while. Maybe you could say something about him. No. I'm I very think there's, I think
3: there's no, no one telling him what to do except maybe his wife.
1: Kim at best, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then, like, he tells us when Kim has told him what to do. <laughs> yeah. like So in many ways, it's as transparent as it gets. Um, yeah, obviously, people have been going in with two feet and probably deservedly in this particular situation. Uh, Will I Am on Good Morning Britain, which is not the usual place that you go for no. new talk about slavery and the history of black subjugation but there you go uh, Talib Kweli uh, Spike Lee Ava DuVernay um, th- th- he also got one from uh, Daz Dillinger who, who said that there's a Crip Alert Yeah, set out for him and uh, Kanye now wants a restraining order uh, fearing for his life basically
3: it's not all free love Um, more hilariously uh, the dude Wendell Pierce that played Bunk in The Wire Um, I love him getting involved he made obviously a very good point he said to use the murder and holocaust of slavery for your own self-aggrandizement is at the core of your File appeasement of white supremacists. He also said, well, if you just want to kind of run your mouth for publicity, I'm all for that. But as I said, that is kind of where it's crossing the line. And this isn't really our conversation at all to be having. Do you know yeah, what I, I mean? I was just going to say, it's like,
2: it's easy for us to be like, oh, Kano's being hilarious again. Oh, he's a bit thick. And like, going, oh, he's like, what are his motivations? But there are so many black people, particularly in America, going, dude, what are you doing? That's like, it. and up. I mean, like, You're you making it so much worse.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I kind of tried to say that, albeit not as succinctly last week, when you were talking about Trump, because I think like the same sort of undercurrents are there when you see Kanye coming out in support of Trump for a lot of people in the black community in particular, but frankly a lot of minorities um a lot of different communities in the United States, it does feel like some sort of a personal attack and and certainly. Um, you know, they've got skin in the game, so to speak.
3: Yeah, I mean, if, and for someone that for such a long time was speaking on their behalf, and you felt like a real, yeah. you know, outspoken voice that was saying all the right things and uh, at important times, a lot of people feel like this is a betrayal. It should also be pointed out, we've talked time and time again about obviously Kanye, you know, had a breakdown last year. He's had his kind of issues. He's talked about being on medication and stuff. I actually feel this time around, I mean, he's being quite coherent in a lot of what he's doing, especially when we get to the songs. I mean, it's not like the kind of The Life of Pablo stuff where he was clearly like in dire straits. Not the bands, that would have been even worse. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) I would like to, I would pay good money to see that. yeah
3: But I think there is something slightly more calculated about this and it is more the old school Kanye just not choosing the right battles whatsoever
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah we will get to the songs later
3: yeah (laughs) uh, there was also the the release of this um, interview he that was much hyped that he did with uh, Charlemagne the God yeah um, the (laughs) modestly named great name um, it was 105 minutes long I'm sure you both watched it right the length of an after chip so no (laughs) encore so don't laugh uh, I watched, of course, the entire thing. He was a lot calmer and a lot more reflective. And I suppose when you're having that kind of conversation, rather than just turning up a TMZ with a few points to make, um, that kind of thing will come across. But he talked about having his breakdown or breakthrough, as he's, you know, preferring to call it. He talked about everything from Obama calling him a jackass and how annoying he was. I just because, point yeah, out, he never called me to apologise, as though that's meant to happen. <laughs> then I know when I read that I was like, "What?" But then later on, he talks about like uh, Obama had previously met with his mother and they'd done a lot of work in terms of Chicago together. Mm-hmm. And Obama had said time and time again that his favourite artist in the world was Kanye West. And Kanye goes on to say, "And then the likes of Kendrick and Jay Z are turning up at the White House. Where's my invite?" <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. Jay Z then was. brought brought up um, his kind of little sniping uh, on the 444 album um, about kind of giving, yay, 20 million without blinking and just go- going back to the St. Pablo tour, um, which he says it was, was kind of at the root. Deal. Yeah, which was at the root of Kanye feeling a huge amount of pressure and kind of crumbling a bit. And he said, yeah, the way that was done, I mean, it was a nice gesture, but it wasn't really his money. It was Live Nation. I mean, that's a touring deal. That's what you do. But the fact that it was Jay-Z going to Bathroom Me added on pressure. Then he talked about the whole wedding snob Beyonce as well
1: don't don't start me on that mate I'm getting worried about that situation myself oh
3: yeah and uh, Kanye kind of alluded to he was like oh they had their own stuff going on at that period in time and blah 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 does but this he was, mean
1: I have to invite Kanye to my wedding
3: oh I think you should at least one of them or you call, are having two or call him to apologise <laughs> that seems to be the rule. oh my now. goodness but um, actually a much more considered uh, these are kind of headlines but much more considered talk and hopefully he sorts himself out shall we move on did he,
2: did Charlemagne the God ask him about his favorite city? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Before at the end of the 105 minute interview, Craig, you watched the whole thing. Did it come up yeah, at all? It
3: did not come up. <gasps> no, I was waiting for it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his favorite
1: game. <laughs> yes, he did actually. Yeah, know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> was that one he had in development of his mother going? Oh, flight to the that? gate yeah. to heaven.
1: Yeah. That one never made it, did it? <sighs> Probably um, for the best. Yes.
3: Right, but let's move let's on. Let's move
1: on. <laughs> yeah. Good news from last weekend. ABBA are back. Yeah, oh another virtual God. reality news, kind of. Yes, because true. Because the they holograms. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> just like just, a Let's <laughs> at least give points for, um, yeah, they're going to come back as avatars.
2: Avatars, yeah. <laughs> which
1: Do you think that's of like, one of
3: the things where they had the pun first and then they were <laughs> oh, backwards? Oh, they
0: wouldn't <laughs> <be laughs> Nineteen seventy-four <1974 laughs>
1: or whatever it was.
2: Like.
3: No, I'm not suggesting the whole ABBA name was like really, really yeah. long game of just like yeah, this was slight. The children right themselves were being christened.
1: Yeah. Um, either way, yeah, they've got two new songs that they're going to release first time in 35 years. That's I just
2: never thought it was going to happen. No, I think like, that's fair I just to say. Just like, I met a friend, like, he actually sat me down, he was like, sit down, I have something to tell you. I was like, what is this? He's like, ABBA, are back. What? Yes. Yeah. They have two new songs. Are they going on tour? Ish, not really. They're going as Avatar. What? Doesn't matter. They have two new songs. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, they just can't be arsed the conversation stirring, bit, I think. So I was like, oh. oh. Yeah, but I mean, like, I love how carried away people get, you know, where it's like, you know, ABBA announced, like, they've got two new songs coming out. And, like, one of them is going to be in a Christmas special. So, like, really, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. Two days later, their spokesperson and manager, Coral Hanser, has to come out and explain that they are not playing Glastonbury.
2: Oh my God! Imagine, lady. I would love. I would. <laughs> it's one band that I would absolutely love to see. But in a way, I am happy about the Avatar thing because um, they just they don't they don't want to play. They don't want to play live. They don't yeah. want it. Like the two women in the band do not like playing live and never kind of did. By all accounts, it's yeah, so that's just very true. sad. So uh, the fact that they found a way around it, but still get to make new songs for plus, sure like it, it could it could be
1: a bit grim. Thirty five years later, couldn't it? Ugh.
3: I mean, that's what the, what the comments here of like from the manager. We should remember them how they were in the 1970s and listen to how they sing today. It's a bit like they're looking wrong. people. No, I mean, look Jesus Christ! Rub, yeah. The but years
1: of real cruel on Agneta. I guess,
3: uh, Yeah. Well, I guess like you know or Bjorn. I mean, I guess the the thing about ABBA and the excitement is that they never really had a chance to get really rubbish. And not, no. uh, do you know? that kind of way yeah. they kind of fell apart do you when think they that's were going to happen now. No, well, I, I just don't,
2: don't think so. I'm so excited! Christmas special stop. I'm all over this. Yeah, one mel-
1: melancholic song apparently. That's going to be my favorite number.
3: I can tell.
2: <laughs> Avatars though.
1: I,
3: I like when they do up tempo melancholy. That's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It must be said. Like the amount, if they did make a proper comeback, the amount of tribute bands that would just be presumably put out of business in a day because the Gosh, real yeah. ones exist again.
3: Maybe they don't want to yeah, just destroy the careers of pr- probably thousands of people across thousands the world.
1: Of probably people, yeah. thousands. It's the same reason why they're keeping Elvis hidden today.
3: Yeah, Elvis, Abba, the Bee Gees maybe, the Jackson <laughs> Five I'm thinking. The lad's been watching
2: <laughs> TED Talks again, I must apologise. <laughs> <laughs> they're just losing the run of themselves here. <laughs> um, 400 million records sold during their careers, earning nine number one hits in the UK between 74 and 80. Yeah. As a little abafact for you. you popular. <laughs> when it says here 400 million during their careers, does that mean they continued to go on and sell squillions more after that? Oh, uh,
1: no, that's surely possibly be. Time, or are they like, still
2: counting yeah. as during the career I would, I, as I up to now so. because they're back?
1: Surely, yeah.
2: Surely. I, I,
1: I, yeah, I, either that or they started like selling obscene amounts before people had sort of like durable uh, uh, formats of record Oh, yeah, collection. so as it's in just, actually, like they like, would disintegrate and they'd so have to yeah, go again. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, replace the tapes with CDs and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, well... Minidisc face <laughs> with myself and Craig. Were you a minidisc person? Oh my
2: God, yes. I still have my hi-fi with the minidisc player in it. Oh, you
3: had a hi-fi with one? Oh my laddie da!
2: Yeah. Wow. Minidisc yeah. hi fi. Oh, I'll tell you that this was a, yeah. Um, it's actually, it was it's only
1: marginally to- smaller <laughs> or larger than the minidisc wall. So my mom ball. had one. So <laughs> yes. my
2: uncle is a la de la fancy, sort of like a, a sound engineer to stars. Right. Like he kind of will be paid to go and put an unbelievable sound system in someone's okay. summer house, this sort of a thing. So we always had, like, we had a CD player, like, way before, like, when they first came out. And we had, you know, so we so my mom had this little hi fi that had tape, minidisc CD. CD and a tuner in one right. I know I know and I inherited it and yeah oh my god I know
1: and have you had a falling out with said uncle that you haven't had a chance to replace it since 2003 <laughs> no. Do you know something? what
2: I'll tell you what the, the <laughs> sound on the speakers is just it's so so good that I don't ever want to replace it ever I really man, it's been it's been in a house fire. Um, it's been in, yeah. Oh my god! It still sounds really nice. good.
0: <laughs> it's so, a bit charged. like
2: <laughs> well. There's this, this black kind of like the the speakers are still a bit sooty looking, even though I, scr- I scrubbed them. But yeah,
3: vintage mini yeah.
2: discs. You know, so if you yeah. ever want to come over and have a mini disc party, like. <laughs> be my guests. we can like swap (laughs) and record them onto tape make each other mix tapes there you go yeah mix mini disc yeah
3: they were the best they were my favourite type of mixes yeah let me ask you this Claire did said uncle ever give you a Gibson guitar oh
2: that's seamless Seamless. but that's a very nice segue yeah well you better get one
3: quick because the company's (laughs) gone bankrupt Um, yeah the company behind the iconic Les Paul and SG lines and favourites of the likes of Jimmy Page slash Carlos Santana and loads of others, um, been going for over 100 years, um, but no, yet, yeah, they've declared bankruptcy. It actually sounds like things will probably be okay for them, as it Do, often is in cases of bankruptcy. Now, does yeah. it, Craig? Because,
0: r-
1: right, I, I, like, I'll give the rest of the summary, then you're going to have to translate as a former business oh, journalist. no, it's right? been so long. Okay, Because, <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, they, the process of liquidation has begun uh, to deal with their debts, Um, The National Post reported last month that the situation uh, is far from normal. Um, the CFO left after a year in the job six months before $375 million of senior secured notes are going to mature and on top of that $145 million of bank loans will become due immediately if those notes are not refinanced by July
3: Craig I mean essentially it boils down to extremely shoddy management shoddy, and not planning, not planning ahead <laughs> but also it seems like the actual on the ground business is doing just fine so they should be able to they just need to steady the ship and kind of give certain guarantees that the other ship will be taken care of by more responsible people i guess
1: and so i think is this just from like really bad investments in trying to build up like speaker
3: brands yeah i'm sure it is yeah it's all that kind of innovative stuff
2: so they're going back to just guitars now or what are they trying to do uh
3: well from my reading of this uh no i don't think they're entirely downsizing But they're kind of going to be buoyed by the guitar business. I mean, they're still selling huge amounts of guitars every year. uh, Over 170,000 guitars a year. More than 80 countries. And of course, I mean... Guitar sales in recent years have been booming. If anything, it's like a bit. It's like the kind of vinyl renaissance, a bit. Is it? Yeah, it really has. After oh, the likes know. of Guitar Hero and all these kind of video games and stuff, there was a they huge kind of
1: craze. They're computers. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but the kids
3: that were playing them were like, "Oh my god, I could actually make real sounds with a real instrument of my have own." I thought Guitar
1: Hero would boost the sales of keytars. <laughs> oh my oh. god! I Where
2: keytars they would we wish. Blow up. Oh my god I, will, I, just wait, I would love to bring them back but I, they just haven't been here for a very long time so I don't think it's I still remember the excitement
1: possible. one day when Toby Carr contacted me online and just went I bought a fucking keytar and I was just like your career's gonna take off mate you're, you're
2: made
3: What is the USP really of a keytar? I mean
2: They look awesome Is that
1: li- li- yes. but you know what I mean
3: is it all aesthetic? <laughs> I mean I couldn't pick the sound of a key- keytar out well, for no, but you that's, if, that's the point Yeah Yeah I'm,
1: it sounds much like
3: a Sorry. keyboard,
1: but with the manoeuvrability and coolness of a guitar. <laughs> oh,
3: oh, the point is the coolness. I was missing that all yeah, these years. Clearly, so yeah. Thanks for clearing that up for it, me. It,
1: it, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, look, all I'm saying is that if Gibson moved into those, <laughs> yeah, they need all to make these a problems are done in a flash, right? Yeah. Those those senior secured notes will be refinanced or by here's July 23rd. Here's
2: a, here's a business idea for somebody listening. Keytar hero. Let's make that a thing. Oh, I well. would play that. Yeah. I, would. I would love <laughs> to play that.
3: <laughs> I love the drumming one. With the, do you remember the Beatles version of it? Sure. Yeah, you yeah, were like, suddenly realised yeah. Ringo was really quite good. Oh, yeah. You had the simplified version of what he was doing. and Listen, you to, like, this
1: foot pedal, yeah. Listen, Ringo always gets a bad rap. I mean, we mentioned this a few months ago when it was Quincy Jones was giving out about him, wasn't it? Yeah. And Ringo's and, a yeah. great drummer. Well, like, it's, this is the thing like, Ringo's a good drummer. A yeah. very good drummer, perhaps, who just happened to be surrounded by three of perhaps the greatest songwriters of all time. Yeah. So his specialty always looked a bit meh compared to the Wasn't others. Wasn't it? That's was it John
2: it. Lennon said that Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Sick that might burn. be
3: apocryphal though. I don't, I, you would. It would have so. been a bit mean. <laughs> um, I think at one point Ringo did quit though. I think because Paul McCartney kept going, I'll just record the drums, it's fine. I'm really busy, Ringo, can we make a move on? And they had to do a whole thing where they are like, you're actually a great drummer, Ringo, and have like a bouquet of flowers. Molly Coddling. Yeah, yeah. Like. But it all worked out for the Beatles in the end, didn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> most of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Finally, story this week is uh, Drake. Well, we, we, we hope Drake is still with us. Uh, game two of Jesus. the truck. Well... <laughs> Listen, game, we don't know. Game two is tonight. Yeah. Uh, this episode drops on Friday, basically. And uh, on Tuesday's game, Drake started picking a fight with a man who was 6 foot 10 and very close to 20 stone. Uh, so genuinely, yeah, he'd want to stop that.
3: Well, he's got a history of just being at least animated on the sidelines, right? Oh, yeah, and of yeah, course, big you know, basketball court. And he
1: follows everybody.
3: This is the thing, like, what's I'm, I'm, going on? This
1: is hometown team, which is fine, Toronto Raptors, but like he also supports, like, kentucky basketball in college he never went there uh he has like about five different soccer teams Um, and
2: he takes it all very very serious oh yeah oh
1: yeah like anything with drake he's so earnest i know
2: and i don't want to make this whole episode about kanye but have you guys seen the vice interview that was made into cartoon with ninja from d antwoord where he's talking about the time he went to (laughs) go play basketball in drake's house yeah and it was like they were taking it super duper seriously and yeah
3: or wasn't it wasn't it actually at kanye's house
2: he went at, r- he went around Ka- oh no i think he was
3: hanging out with kanye yes. and he had already had a beef with drake and kanye was like you know to the assembled right. crew were like oh yeah we'll have an uh, a game um come on uh with the crew from next door and then he, re- he was just like that's
2: that's Drake. Drake <laughs> hates me.
3: And then there was a whole thing like uh, a yeah. yeah,
2: I remember now it's all coming back. I think what had happened was um they'd tweeted he had robbed Yolandi's Phone and waited, like, treated like, Drake's the worst person I've ever seen," yes, or whatever. And it. then uh, a <laughs> week later, their management were like, "Hey guys, you're going on tour with Drake," and they had the most awkward few months of their lives, basically. There was um, some,
3: there was some amazing details where, like, Kanye would keep taking, which now this all makes sense, ridiculous <laughs> like shots that he had no business doing and messing them all up, and just really costing his team. And then he made one and went mental for about ten minutes because it was like a brilliant, brilliant basket or whatever whatever did, um, did,
1: did he have one of his bodyguards lift him up to push him? I mean, like I assume it at that point
2: it's possible um but yeah Drake he, he wouldn't be my first choice of someone to go for a few points with like he's very
1: oh he's so moody he's, like like he's also not my fi- my first choice to like represent me in a fight if i was you know no, to have like a battle by i'm surprised he's so champion. aggressive
3: because you would assume his go-to would just be like quietly weeping oh, about yeah. the the yeah, stereotypes absolutely reasoning.
1: would throw an open-handed slap and then start crying saying I can't believe you made yeah. me do that.
3: Maybe this, this is like anger management cuz he's he is very busy, he's Drake. Very he's got a as lot well. going on, he's, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a more passive aggressive. Need to
1: fit a bit of therapy in there or
3: something. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't want to recommend therapy to anybody, but <laughs> Drake <laughs> I'm at least here to talk if you yeah. need to. Either- he had a, he had a bad week as well because like was didn't Rihanna in like that Vogue interview? She was asked about. Do you remember his like I don't gushing gushing sure tribute don't. to um. <laughs> Well, maybe I do. Um, tribute to Rihanna, like the VMAs, like t- couple of years ago, where he was just like, "I've been in love with her since I was such and such and," and he oh, went really overboard. I think I'd
2: block that out. Yeah, it was really
3: oh. insane. As she was standing right there, <laughs> wait, waiting to like talk herself.
2: I'm getting a red in reddener right now. Can
0: you see it? Or yeah, I'm yeah. Going red and for yeah, it.
3: she said in this interview, um, yeah, it was it was uncomfortable and um we don't have a friendship anymore <laughs> oh that's <laughs> rough that's the extent of it yeah <laughs> so that'll, i can't wait for that album like entirely based on that one comment oh my god fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah that is it's like, ice cold isn't it i choo choo, choo
2: choose you oh look you can see the actual pin minute that his little heart pinpoints
3: oh, yeah
1: Ma- maybe that's why he wants kendrick Perkins to punch him in the face take the pain away oh uh, right let's <laughs> move on to this week's album
2: so our album of the week is The Long Awaited Dirty Computer by Miss Janelle Monet.
0: That's just the way you make me you feel. You know I love it, so please don't stop it. You gonna be right here in your jean pocket right Laying your body on the shack carpet. it. Oh, you know I love it, so please don't stop it.
2: I am delighted with this I just I love her and I'm so happy that we have a new album from her yeah sorry am I supposed to pretend to be Dave oh I have lots of bad things to say
3: I might cover that (laughs) (laughs) no I mean like as we just heard there um, make me feel which has been out for a bit of a while now um, got everyone very excited a lot of kind of prince it turned out he'd kind of actually been working with her. Um, it's a bit of a banger. Uh, other s- songs, the likes of Pink, have crept out with um, Grimes, which is a very Grimes-esque song as well. Um, but all the signs were great. And like t- two months ago, we got Django Jane, which was purely Janelle, um, kind of going out of her comfort zone and um, just kind of all out rapping and... Mm-hmm. You know, ratcheting up the tempo, really capturing the zeitgeist in terms of um, her culture and stuff that was going on at the moment. So all the signs look good. And I think people have kind of almost been blasé about this going to be like, you know, a masterpiece or something like that. They're just like, yeah, of course, she's, you know, um, she's already created amazing work. This seems to be going to be a big kind of album statement. Yeah. Um, She wants to capture a moment. Has she captured a moment?
1: I think she's tried to capture about 10 of them. Yeah, As one of the issues with this album, I mean, the constituent parts, a lot of them are good, but one of her major issues, and and I've seen people kind of, you know, taking issue with this, and sometimes it comes out in in a very sort of negative way. They say, like, you know, well, why doesn't she want to talk about blah? And you're like, well, she doesn't have to, to
0: -hmm. be fair,
1: you know. Last week, she, I suppose, got a lot of coverage for discussing her sexuality, which had been a topic of concern for some people? I don't know. Yeah,
3: I mean, I was kind of confused because it seemed from a lot of her interviews over the years that it, she was clearly at least bisexual making yeah. no kind of bones about it. So it seemed like an odd revelation that she yeah. had to she kind state of, it. She had
2: kind of made a point though of not she was like, I'm not I'm not talking about it. It's not, you know. Maybe she just felt like okay, like, now it's time to and,
3: properly and, take and, ownership of it. to like kind I of say, yeah, I a mean, like, other people. you
1: know, she's well within her rights to do that, of course. The problem is that if you're not going to make things personal, so to speak. You've got to talk about the general. And trying to address black communities, queer communities, working class communities, feminist communities, all within the space of either a four-minute pop song or a 45-minute record, that's difficult.
2: I think she pulls it off, though. I, think, I she- think, like, and the love for it from people in those communities is so, um, like overwhelming and you know I just I think and she she Put out a thing online the other day and she's like, you know, pe- basically all those people that you've mentioned, anyone who's marginalized, anyone who feels like they um can't be themselves. Like, I see you, I hear you and I'm here to, you know, be you, your platform and to talk about these things. Um, and I, ju- I just think it's fantastic. I love her. I mean, like, I'm very biased. Like, it's hard for me <laughs> to kind of go, well, I don't know about track nine or whatever. Yeah, I just think yeah, I yeah. love see, what she does. And you see,
1: and I mean, I think that's the thing, though, that. You know, like she like she, she, gives it a go. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying. Oh,
2: cold. No one no, no, is
1: No, but what I was going to say is, like, you know, I don't want to say anything as, like, dismissive as, like, marks for effort or anything like that. But, like, if you break it down, there are tracks here that just aren't particularly good. There are some decisions which annoy me so much. One in particular, because we might as well start getting into this. Screwed for my money, right? Is. The best pop song of the year for three and a half minutes. Oh, okay. And then just goes a little bit too long. And then, what's more, has like 16 bars of rap at the end of it. Yeah. Immediately before Django Jane, right? So the Django Jane, this wildly powerful, kind of like, you know, shackles off, hardcore emotion that should have all the... Response that something like that generates is instead kind of diluted a little weird bit because it's coming straight it, it,
2: after the first rap. I
1: is loved the album. our
3: transition. I d- I didn't hear that at all. You know I thought what? it was no. yeah. Go, um, go write
2: a rap about it. <laughs> go write a rap about how annoyed you are about it. I think it's fantastic. Well, I
3: had different problems <laughs> with this album um, because I think she does a spectacular job at like tackling the big picture and making it seem kind of personal. And, um, you know, she talks about the maybe first three or four songs proper of this being a kind of like, it's like biting, it's a sting, it's it's this reckoning, and it's kind of really saying, um, here's how we've been treated, yeah. um, there's a narrative established. I mean, crazy classic life is... A kind of amazing one to punch where it starts off almost sounding like some free and breezy thing that might have fallen off Lord's melodrama. Uh, You're kind of sucked up into it. And then it turns into the thing of like, it's a scenario where... Oh, one, you know, everything goes wrong for the black person. Whereas, you know, if you were kind of a person of more privilege, um, historically and culturally, uh, it would take a different tact. And I thought that was a really, really kind of subversive way of doing things. And she does that, I think, time and time again. And she does it in a way where it doesn't feel like it's uh a, us against them thing. It is very inclusive. There's no yeah. real bitterness. She's just
2: yeah. telling her, so- and there's like there's a line in that where she's talking about like smoothing over the edges. Like I had to smooth down my yeah. afro, yeah. like just little things like that. And I think she just very eloquently explains the situation and what happens. And you're just kind of listening, going, oh.
3: She does, but I think my problem is then the kind of opposite thing of musically. I think the edges this time around are smoothed down too much. I think yeah. she's going for a big you know cross genre pop statement and all of the, the kind of things that made her really kind of thrilling to me over the last i mean i guess decade at this point um where she was just really daring and she would take chances and you'd almost be like i mean you know it's just I- I- incredible stuff it's kind of a lot safer this time around yeah. and it's kind of a lot more you know normal kind of trap influenced pop that we're hearing quite a lot yeah it's not the kind of wild genius we've heard before it's much it's much tamer I trap think.
1: lord is definitely yeah uh, in abundance here I mean do you think <laughs> that is a reaction of kind of like lyrical radicalism needs sweetened the kind basically. of pale? yeah
3: yeah I mean probably but I just don't think I think it also needs some absolute classic songs and Whilst I, I will say this was a, an extremely kind of good listen, every time I went back to it, I did so um, willingly and enjoying it, but I left it kind of without those huge individual highlights where I was just thinking, well, these these will be evergreen for the next, you know, for decades to come. Right. And that, that is that is a criticism of just, like, she's not making one of the greatest albums of the decade. I was about but to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every
1: time I start complaining about this record, <laughs> I do kind of, like, need to stop myself and go, it's really good. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. It is, yeah. Um, I, I mean, when you talk about the kind of, like, you know, a little bit of musical experimentation as well, I had to say, when, when I heard Grimes, and frankly, being pretty demure fairly uninteresting by her standards really it felt a bit like you know when they'd have like Michael Parkinson on the late late show or something and you're just oh, like oh yeah
3: that's the exact vibe I got no and you're just like <laughs> mean, no you know and you're just like why would you, I'm just wh- saying what we're all thinking <laughs> why would you bring somebody
1: who l- makes you look really bad in comparison oh, as dang. in like Grimes is you know probably the flag bearer for like really really envelope pushing pop mm-hmm. yeah, in the past maybe. decade or so and she's here on this album that probably isn't doing anything nearly as interesting and even her presence is fairly unremarkable
3: yeah and that's another one where I I actually think that's a very strong song but it is very much because of the subversive stuff the lyrics are doing they're kind of um, obviously seizing back Pink from Aerosmith Uh, that's been long awaited (laughs) (laughs) Um, and switching it up with a Y but no I kind of like that one but I, I take your point um yeah, just overall, it was just lacking that... Maybe maybe she did feel she had to go yeah. a bit conservative to kind of get across her message. What did you and make that,
1: but... at the end? An Americans, the final track.
3: I liked it. Yeah, quite a lot. I okay. thought it was a strong finale. After a kind of weaker final third, I thought. Um, I thought it rallied. Why? You're going to make a specific point, <laughs> do you? N-
1: not so much, no. I mean, it just... It, it, it did... It felt very on the nose. And... It also felt, yeah, I, I, I guess just on the nose, really. Like It, it felt like uh, a far more streamlined and simplified conclusion than this album necessarily deserved.
3: I think maybe it's a stronger song than you're giving credit for, but in the context of the album where it's supposed to be this almost triumphant thing... If the album you feel isn't quite where it should be, then this is, yeah, maybe kind of lacking a little. But no, that was, that definitely wasn't one of the problems for me. I mean, Claire, in terms of your highlights to kind of go more positive now, Um, is there anything (laughs) that jumped out of you?
2: For me, like I, um, I think I totally take your point that you were saying that there wasn't really huge, big moments on it, but as a piece of work. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I, I, for me, a lot of it was the lyrical content. I loved the fact that she was rapping, um, and also this is going to sound really mean, but whatever, I'm going to go with it. Um, a lot of time when American pop artists start talking about American politics, um, and I'm not talking about the likes of Kendrick or you mm. know people like that, but like when it's like a pop artist, there's almost this feeling of. They went, um, oh, I better I better do something current like that Pink song. What about us? I love Pink. Right. But that song, oh God, it's just so try hard. Yeah. And for me, I just really liked listening to what is essentially a pop album. And she's talking about politics and it didn't sound contrived and it didn't sound try hard. Or like she was trying to shoehorn it in. Sure. Horn it yeah, in. Definitely. So do you know what I mean? It's not
3: like issue based pop. It's like yeah. her real experience is being informed by everything that's exactly. going on. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff. And yeah. for
2: me, that's why I'm giving it the thumbs up one of the reasons okay well
3: what are you giving it out of 10
2: I would give it a solid 8
3: I thought you were going to go higher
2: no
1: yeah uh I, I mean, like, honestly, my instinct is to go somewhere in the sevens, but I think this album deserves more than that, so an eight.
3: Yeah, I'm giving it an eight yeah. as well. So actually, we're all in agreement well, yeah, this no, but is the, exactly
1: it. But this is
2: it. Like, this is in the, in the context of every album ever made. Like, it's not Purple Rain, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but it no. is a solid eight for me. I think yeah. it's great, like, for a myriad of different sounds
1: at times that. like it could have been Purple Rain doesn't
3: <laughs> it well <laughs> still enjoyable let's call it isn't it so Purple Rain so good to, yeah. yeah. You
1: know, alright let's good. go to some songs Claire it's your turn to lead a random numbers game. Oh yeah, a
2: random numbers game. Yeah. I love random numbers. I, guys, I actually have a really bad gambling problem. So should I maybe sit this one out? Jesus, I'm joking. We, are we about
3: I'm to get in? Into stuff? Stuff.
2: <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke.
3: The I'm just like, oh god, what have I done?
2: Okay, random number game. What do I need to do?
3: Uh, pick a number between one and five, please.
2: Four, three, two, no, one, five.
3: Jesus, I'm so confused. Five. It's back to Mr. Kanye West, and it's actually <laughs> even more confusingly, kind of two songs. Um, here is Ye versus the People. I know Obama was
0: seven cent, but ever since Trump won, it proved that I could be president. <laughs> yeah, you can, it what cold though. Don't they go against the teachers of Ye town for your tip. I hear your side and everybody talk though, but ain't going against the grain. Everything I fought for. Probably so, gay. Yeah. But where you trying to go with this is some shit you just don't align with and don't go again. You just read the- okay, well,
2: well, um, I mean, it's no scoopity scoobity poop, uh, but it's a. All right. That's the non trolling
3: one um, with yeah. the slightly worse sample. <laughs> uh, weirdly. Um, so, is this whoopde whoop or a scoopty poop for you, <laughs> Craig? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um. It's it, it's kind of a whoop-de-scoop, maybe. Right. So, I was kind of... <laughs> I, was so I was <laughs> intrigued. Okay, so this is essentially um, a conversation between T.I. Yeah. and Kanye West, where T.I. is... I guess the voice of reason. Yeah, <laughs> would that be too yeah. <laughs> too crazy? You think? This? <laughs> no. Um, and <laughs> Kanye is trying to make the points that he's been making on Twitter, and I actually think because this is quite light-hearted as well. I mean, I still don't agree with uh, 80% of it, but he's making them a lot more coherently and knowingly because he's also clearly worked this through with T.I. and he recognises what people are saying. Yeah. And Yeah.
1: I agree, but that almost makes it worse, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. There was a certain amount of justification where you were just like, I doesn't really know what he's saying, he's fine. But yeah. But now you're just like, oh shit, he's actually standing he's by actually this. He's
2: actually standing by these mental points that yeah. he's making.
1: And he's having like, Logical rings
3: run around him by T.I. <laughs> T.I. I think does a really good job as well. I also just... Again, t- that's
1: a problem. Completely yeah. <laughs>
3: incidentally, I like both of their voices just playing off each other. Like, from a musical point of view, I think... The tonality of it, like. It's yeah, okay, it's like yeah. they make a really good partnership. The only problem is everything they're saying. Do you think <laughs> T.I. was just like, what am I doing in this room? Oh, we're in <laughs> a shadow of a day. <laughs> like, when Kanye's just like, so T.I., you're gonna you me going You help me to keep him
1: busy for the afternoon or something, like, yeah.
3: I mean, it's a good way to get busy. Like, he's still got the knack musically. On both tracks, I love the sampling. I think he still clearly knows where to effectively place a beat. Now, of course, they're in no way as sophisticated because these are just, let's be honest, they were just stuck up online. And yeah, I'm sure they won't be on any album. But uh, yeah, they're kind of... His signature stuff, but far shorter and more repetitive. Uh, They don't really have any musically narrative structure, but really good to listen to. So that's something.
2: Speaking of, should we play a little snippet of Lift Yourself again? (laughs) For the people. (laughs) Give the people what they want.
0: Let's do it. But they don't really realize, though. This next verse. This next verse, though. These bars scoop yeah, you
2: oh my god I don't know like maybe maybe <sighs> what he's trying to do is just build self-esteem esteem and confidence in young people and they listen to that and go oh my god like maybe I could be a rapper because they hear I Kanye West scoop going woop. Scoopity whoopity poop
3: yeah, you know
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, and little so-
2: Anto's sitting in his room going oh my god I could scoop the poop maybe I'll give this music Stay thing a go in your room Anto <laughs> the Ignore
3: sample it. is Amnesty's um, 1973 Liberty and obviously the lyrics um, are kind of talking about it's a, the message is you know you have to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps which is just playing to the fucking Republican thing so much <laughs> which is just annoying me I know Kanye because it's kind of in keeping with Kanye's thing that he's been saying for years where he's just like My music is about, like, you know, giving you self-confidence. I'm like the, you know, shot of espresso in the morning to get you going. Um, That's what he did, I Am A God. So everyone listening to it could picture themselves in that kind of lofty Mm. position. But here he's just... Um, picking on terminology and when you you know that is being used by just dreadful elements of American society And in the other song when he talks about how he like took the MAGA hat and he like flipped it did something new with it you know change what it's all about it's like no you didn't you just endorsed what it already means <laughs> like you were like it's signed by Trump Trump is great I don't know I mean he said oh he also goodness. loved Hillary but Whatever. Yeah, let's just move say, on. He
2: says loads of things. That's the th- yeah. He
3: says so many things. Don't I just forget, don't know where this, the this lad is going that we though. We got
2: like had a near breakdown because he was left in charge of a water bottle. Never forget, you know. <laughs> Remember that, tweet yeah. I'm responsible for this thing.
3: I so. I've felt like that before. I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> what do you do in those situations? We love you, Kanye West. Let's move on to another <laughs> number. Column, pick one this time. And uh, number four, please. Okay, um it's the return this afternoon for us hot off the presses of Christina Aguilera after a long kind of absence, and this is Accelerate.
0: home with me.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Kanye West <laughs> <laughs> because all we've done is talk about him.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: Kanye's
2: on production on this. Interesting,
1: Mike <laughs> <laughs> Dean, yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, and Che um, Pope was a good music guy. Yeah, yeah.
3: Now this apparently is a production. Uh, they worked together on this from around the time the life of Pablo's been put together. Okay, I'm sure she's had this good to go for a while. How do you think Christina Aguilera's been feeling the last couple weeks, knowing she's going to be releasing this as her <laughs> oh comeback single? God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> presumably she had others in there. No, um, yeah, this one with uh, Tidal sign two chains as well. Yeah, um, it's all right.
2: It's good, like it's groove, it, it, there's a groove to it, but yeah. it's very much um, a pop song from 2018. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Like it doesn't particularly show off her voice. I mean, come on, it's Christina Aguilera. I like I would have loved to see her come back with some sort of a belter that sounded more current. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? But it's it could be, like you wouldn't even necessarily know that it was her if you just flicked on the radio and heard it there. Do you know, like it's just like, oh yeah, that's a... That's a popular song from this year you know
3: yeah it's, it's weird to me because I had some of those kind of um, you know wriggling plastic synths that just kind of go on their own little odysseys and stuff underneath that kind of remind me of Daft Punk in a way um, and it just brought me back to Kanye's kind of stuff that he was doing post late like, registration pre are then into graduation so this felt like a throwback to me except for then the rapping over it which is just very as you say of the now, of now. and it's so overwhelming and the beat is as well of what Christine is doing you kind of don't know where to focus like mm. it's yeah. a bit like yeah. I, li- I like the elements but it ends up being a bit of an overall mess even tempo wise I mean it doesn't seem to Tem- yeah tempo wise is odd yeah I
1: felt like tempo wise this is all that I I, I couldn't shake this idea that the beat was produced for rappers only and that trying to put a pop song over it, which doesn't have the sort of, like, word-per-minute rhythm that you're going to get from somebody mm. flowing it. was, over like, it,
3: weirdly synced or something. Yeah, yeah it was... These um, are kind
1: of, like, too bare or something like that. Uh, it's first single from an album which is going to be her first in six years, save in the middle of the next month. Uh, I mean, I know she's been on, like, The Voice and stuff like that in the States, so I guess she is somewhat still prominent there, but in general terms does anyone really care I
3: don't know she always kind of at least takes risks and stuff I mean the album I definitely think people people
2: care I mean we could all just be playing into the hands of a cynical pure machine that like (laughs) (laughs) planned all of this Um, but yeah no I think definitely people still care and I hope the album does have songs that show uh, yeah. off, that amazing voice that yeah. she has I
3: think there's two at Anderson Pack on the album as well Okay, oh, cool. I believe that's now correct that, then we then we that yeah. I am
0: looking in. forward to yeah. hearing uh,
1: for sure. right Craig give us a number um, I'll take number one please number one is Park Court this is called Mardi Gras Beads <laughs> glad we're
0: like from memory Sad or goodbye, sound nostalgia. Your court swung me from an hollow tree. i I'm living like a vagabond that just can't decide when to leave. With birds, in the rhythm to my goodness. Swings.
2: That is a parquet quartz song, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like. <laughs> It is.
1: It
3: could be also a lot of other bands from, you know, the last century. <laughs>
2: yeah, from the last
3: century as well, right? Yeah. I mean... it's Maybe not the 30s. It's but kind of old school, <laughs> but I like it, actually. I really like it. It sounds like something yeah. Blur would have done. Yeah. That's what I got. It has that kind of, like, derelict 60s. Like, it's kind of scuzzed up, like, I know they, they don't hugely... They love Pavement, but they don't hugely love the comparisons. But it has that... Um, lo-fi yeah 90s thing but the songwriting is very kind of classically again melancholic kind of 60s almost yeah
1: and uh, I mean like considering the like the last single that they released Wide Awake was this kind of like weird fucking like irreverent party avant-garde single like they performed on Ellen there two weeks ago cause did they because Ellen thought it was funny and, like, they brought one of their mates to play a <laughs> giant clothes peg as part of the band. I mean, that's the sort of track we're talking about. And now we get this.
3: And this is more up my street. I love when they yeah. do this kind of stuff. It's like, it reminds me of, like, human performance and just, they're great songwriters, which, mm. uh, no influences everywhere from Wire to kind of the Velvets. I believe they re- really uh, talked to the singer years ago and yeah. they were saying how much of an influence songwriting of Roxy Music was on them, which can, which can only be a good thing. Um... So yeah, they're a bit derivative, but they're kinda of good at synthesizing stuff and they release loads and loads of stuff. They do. Mm-hmm. They're and really they, yeah. they
1: also kinda of like obsess on kind of reinvention as well between yeah. projects and kind of not slowing down. Which is were, refreshing like. to yeah. see. Yeah.
2: I think like they're they're kind of one of those bands for me, like I'm not crazy in love with them, but I, I enjoy watching them live. I think but, like yeah. you said, they're good songwriters. They're kind of like, you know, would I go and see them at a festival? Yes, absolutely. Would I go up the front? Probably, you know, right. like it, it's all, it's always an enjoyable experience. I've seen them a few times now, so yeah.
1: You get in free if you get a tattoo of
3: them. Really? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Libertines <laughs> used to yeah, do that as, as well. I, was
1: talking, I talked to
3: lead singers. You, n- well, you know was, about yeah. this, don't you? Oh, uh, that yeah. Pete Darty drew on your arm when you. Pete Dirty, my I think friends. you were in after me or before me in the. Uh, this was, was
2: backstage at um, yeah, the, it, tree the tree arena, arena or, show, or whatever yeah. it was called at the time. Didn't draw
3: if on you me, years see ago. Didn't draw on me this, whatsoever, uh, listeners
1: of a podcast. Uh, it's <laughs> a tattoo on Claire's arm. Recording yeah, this uh, it's <laughs> little heart, and it says um, Galway Grill. No, sorry. Um, Galway. Galway. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that, so would, that there's would. a little topical joke for anybody who's on one of <coughs> the regional edge shearing gigs over the next week. Oh my
2: goodness! <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was um, backstage uh, just clowning around with the libertines as you do, and there was a, a just an offhand comment at the gig afterwards. Someone said, "I bet you to get that tattooed," and here we are. There's
1: the gambling <laughs> problem coming <laughs> up again, right? <laughs> Numbers two and three remain clear. Oh god!
2: One. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh God. Um three, two, two, three.
1: Three with
2: yes. Natalie Pross
1: and <laughs> Lost it sounds like this.
0: Though all the scars are healing, you're always adding back. You know the struggles you when I lie down, then you attack. Ooh, why don't you stop seeing through the looking glass and watch myself sinking?
1: I promised to return to one of those interviews where you're given 10 minutes notice, which happened to me with Natalie Pratt at the Electric Picnic a uh, number oh. of years ago. Legit 10 minutes. Yeah. you to Natalie Prass, uh,
2: I guess. Had you listened to her before? Not she was a new a artist at this? Yeah, the, oh, absolutely. my goodness.
1: Uh, I'd seen her play uh, in Jenny Lewis's band.
3: Oh, well, it, that's all you need to know. that's
1: yeah. uh, I talked to Matthew E. White, who she was in school with. That was helpful. And uh, so you're yeah, like ma- really stalking I her. I to block my way through it, but she was also very, very nice. Good.
2: So, did you just to, did you just go to go? Oh my god! Isn't Jenny Lewis amazing? I love like when she does this and when she does that. Like, did you just kind of bluff around us and then
1: close enough? Like, I mean, like she you went start, on a
3: quick Google rampage, exactly. And,
1: yeah, flick through the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All, all, the, <laughs> all the all the secrets of ten minute journalism. Like, I heard, I saw you tweeted the
2: other week that uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah close yeah.
1: enough. She she was really taken with the name of Bitch Falcon. We got at least a minute out of that.
2: Ah, that's good.
1: Anyway. This is second, third single, in fact, from her forthcoming record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called "The Future in the Past" and it's actually out next week. I think this would have fit on her last album very neatly. Yes, and I like it. Okay. I don't know just how excited I am that. We're getting more of that stuff, though, because the previous single sounded more exciting to me.
3: Oh, yeah. She mm. was kind of... It's more R&B. There's, like, jazzy stuff. There's a
1: fucking G-funk stuff. banger <laughs> there, like. It's called short-court style. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah.
3: Um, but, yeah, this is very much that classic thing of, like, she's known for the kind of orchestral sound. Yeah, exactly. I love the strings on this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of... A, it's about a toxic relationship. I mean, the verses, I thought, um, in terms of her singing, were terrific. I love the kind of speed and delivery of what she was doing. The chorus took a while to grow on me actually because it seemed almost too simplistic.
2: This is the thing, like I think it's like exactly what you, you know, I know I already made the gag with Parquet Courts but when I put it on it's like this is a Natalie Pratt song yeah. and that's why I liked it but I couldn't home it for you now because I think <laughs> for me its I, re- I really, really like her voice and I find it really soothing. Um, So I don't know if it's that particular chorus. Yeah. Or just that it's her. I I don't. In, that's not what I get out yeah, of it. it I just go. Oh, this quite, is a lovely, soothing thing to listen to. Yeah, Does that it doesn't make sense? quite
3: like explode in the way like of everything mm. that's come before. Um. So yeah, it's nice, but it's a bit uh, yeah. ends up a bit generic, maybe. Yeah.
1: Plus, if I was interviewing her now, I think I'd lead off with, "Why do you always pick the wrong men, Natalie?" This you know, toxic breakup
3: after toxic breakup. Like. The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> all right, all um, right. No, if
2: you're a songwriter, like the heart wants material for songs, though, right? Uh, so he's gonna true. go to around up and stuff, like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: breakup stuff.
3: White people like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, finally uh this week we have the return of Dirty Projectors, another Brooklyn band after Parquet Courts. This is Breakthrough. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, um, this—I mean—they're back after self-titled record, roundabout just over a year ago, right? Yeah. Um, which was very—I mean—sad. Very it, it was more heartbreak. Jesus. Um, and getting very kind of helter-skelter with it, and experimental. Yeah. Um, this is a lot more loving. Seems you doing better,
1: yeah. Yeah. What's uh, the name? Dave
0: Longstreth.
3: Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Longstreth. The, yeah. Yes. Streth.
2: Is it funny how you get emotionally invested in artists that you listen to, like album by album? You know yeah, that you're kind of like yeah. the next one. You're like, "Oh my god, are you doing okay?" Yeah. Or when you, I remember interviewing Josh Ritter before, and he put out that awful, uh, like, not awful, but like, it was a really good album, but awful Heartbreak <laughs> yeah, album is yeah, yeah, where he yeah, spills yeah. his guts and he's like, oh my god, and then he put out a single from the next album, and I think I actually might have hugged him and be like, I'm so glad you're doing better, and he was like, thanks so much everyone keeps saying that to me, I am doing better, you know
1: Yeah, uh, this, yeah, it, it's from an album that's been described as the yang to the previous album's yin, so you know, it's as declarative as you could get, really, mm-hmm. yeah, that the yeah. corner has been turned, um yeah it, It's odd
3: It references Julian Casablanca's It's which got Felini Archimedes
1: <laughs> and Julian Casablanca's <laughs> in the first verse What yeah, a dinner party
3: Yeah, um, I like the kind of guitar thing that reminds me um, I don't know, Paul Simon Paul uh, Simon uh, yeah, well, I was going to say Vampire Weekend. So okay, yes, so yes, go. Paul yeah. Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, <laughs> <or. laughs> And they were doing that, like Upper West Side, yeah. so yeah, it's, you know, it's African, really. Yeah. Um, but then I don't really. I'm not sure. I'm like so taken with the weird kind of Lenny Kravitz trying to sound futuristic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've thrown
1: a lot of shit at this kind of yeah
3: like, robot. But they always into do detros. Weird
2: things, and that's what I like about them as yeah. a band. Like, it's never kind of the same thing over and over it's like well you've got something it to look
1: forward to with the album itself as well by mm. the way because the track listing shows that uh, Heim are contributing here Sid from the internet is there uh, speaking of Vampire Weekend Rostam pops up oh, uh, as does Robin Pecknell Fleet Foxes oh. so uh, yeah mixed bag by all accounts it seems
2: yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it I'm glad you're doing better Dave keep that chin up uh, they kind <laughs> of
3: uh, I enjoy them I enjoy yeah. their work but they're kind of tiring Again, there's a lot going on. I feel kind of a bit too emotionally invested. And, yeah, I mean, fine, I'll listen to it. Begrudgingly. (laughs) Let's wrap it up, yeah. What else have you listened to this week, Craig? Actually, weirdly, I haven't been listening to a huge amount, but you've just referenced Paul Simon. And Zara Hederman, who has been uh, co-host on this show previously, was on Twitter saying that she gave Graceland a go... She's not feeling it. Oh, so I'm right pouring what? everyone that hasn't listened to it and maybe has seen her tweet to go and listen to it because it's great. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. That's my little soapbox moment. Yeah.
1: Wow. You're really sticking your neck out there, Craig, recommending <laughs> Maybe Grace she was landing. making some weird...
3: Maybe she was making <laughs> maybe some weird political
2: statement about South Africa. Maybe she, was doing a, a, Africa. <laughs> maybe she was doing a joke and it just kind of went over your head. Claire, okay,
3: okay, fine, sorry. One O Tricks Point Never has a new song called Black Snow. It's a bit weird because it's not him going all helter-skelter. It's much more relaxed and sinister and it's great. So check that out, all you hipsters that have heard Graceland. <laughs>
2: Okay, so there is one song that has been on repeat for me. Um, It came out last Friday, but I've been um, listening to it basically non-stop and playing it at every possible opportunity in a DJ set. And that is Crystal Clear with Neutron Dance. It is the new Inspector Norse. It is the new summer banger. It is going to be everywhere and you're not even going to be mad about it because it's so class.
3: Crystal Clear, always good, actually.
2: Yeah, and back in Dublin, actually tomorrow night, which is tonight because this is coming out tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Sure
0: yeah
2: So if Friday you're in, night are if, you <laughs> if you're in Dublin
0: Friday.
2: on Friday which is tomorrow but if you're listening to this it's tonight May 4th May, May 4th, 4th be with you. Star yeah. Wars Day <laughs> Um, I think he's playing in District 8 so there All you, right. go. you can go in here for yourself uh,
1: I gave you Post Malone's album a go uh, Oh yeah It's called Beer bongs and Bentleys.
3: Of course, it is.
1: That's exactly <laughs> what the album should be called, and only because to be any more clear about it would have meant calling it substance abuse and
3: opulence. Uh, is, it, um, is it how? I mean, how that, is it?
1: that's what it is. It's substance abuse and opulence. To be honest, it's over an hour long. It could have been summed doesn't up. Doesn't make you want minutes. to ab- abuse substance. It doesn't necessarily want you make you want to abuse substances, but it does seem like an album that would pass way easier if you were able to kind of zone out for a full twenty minutes. And then just zone back in and be like, oh, nothing's really changed. Um, it's got the occasional banger on it, okay. but lyrically it's weak. Yeah, um, it's and and been he's a way better r- singer problem. than rapper. And I don't oh, know yeah. if anyone's really brought it up to him. Mm. Because, because there are times as well, and like, I mean, I talked about having Grimes on the album. Fucking hell, there's moments here where he has guest stars and it's just like, dude... Do you have any idea Of how bad you sound (laughs) When you're getting These guys in here But um, Yeah but there are Tunes in here Um,
3: Shout out to Post We love you (laughs) Spread the love Love everyone
1: Just wait for a couple of them To land on your Spotify playlists Don't listen to the album Okay Fair Good advice
2: all right. So, um, shall we leave it there, gentlemen?
3: I Fine. That's let's wrap it up. Thank You've you. got to go gigging.
2: I've got to go gigging. No. Um, thank you very much for having me. No, it's it has been, great. been a really special Amazing treat, as always. As always. Um, we are going to have some exit music, and it comes from Talos and um, own French. You should need no introduction by now. Um, His Wild Lee was nominated for the Choice Music Prize um, until Dave Hanradi crushed those dreams. And that album is now getting a deluxe rollout in the US on BMG. So, it's going pretty well for him uh guys we forgot to uh, bully Dave in his absence we I didn't say one say. mean thing about yeah. him
3: he's still away next week we'll be good. he did alert us to the fact that he was listening to Crazy Town oh yeah um during the week so um yeah, that that's enough bullying. Really, just letting that be known. Isn't it? Yeah, and he was going to make a case for it, and then just didn't. Yeah. I don't think got on with his life, which was what I would have recommended.
2: Yeah, I well, I well, I was given out to him actually online earlier. He was uh, bemoaning the fact that he had a <laughs> deadline or something, and he couldn't. And I was like, dude, you're supposed to be on a holiday. Know, what are you doing? Bits, and he was yeah. just like, I don't know how to switch off. Leave me alone. Aww. I threatened to. Come well, if back.
3: if Crazy Town helps, then fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Whatever gets you through. Dave if you're listening to this you shouldn't be, you're on holidays I'm going to come over there, I'm going to confiscate your phone if you keep this up
3: Imagine anyway. someone taking his phone at this point <laughs> oh, oh, my hell goodness.
2: <laughs> Anyway, back to Talos um, New For Us is a four song EP it's included in that release that I just mentioned um, in the US then there was War did I just make a balls of that? No, no. Okay, I kind of you know when you you, do you ever look sideways and then go I don't know what's happening. Anyway, that's I me. always I, on look
3: sideways at <laughs> the world and politi- side you know. eye.
2: Um, it lands on June fifteenth, and we already have one quarter of it to hear right now. Um, This is Kansas. It's got waves of synths and samples uh, washing over his beautiful and hopefully by now familiar falsetto. And if you're in the mood to sample it live, um, a headline show at the Academy in Dublin on October 6th. So plenty of time to get involved with that. So we will leave you with this one from Talos. It is Kansas. Thank you very much, guys.
0: Stay with the skies and I'll go along in the sea or hide in the snow Who leaves on the cottage is cold under the lights I'll be stone. are beaten in storm Who wages a war? Call to the feast I'll be the bones. Sign of the beast.
3: Is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
0: The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's.
2: Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with
0: egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even
1: softer over time.